Welcome to Here's to Your Health with Joshua Lane. Here's to Your Health discusses the current thinking and wellness, bringing you the most influential thinkers in beauty, fitness, and longevity. Your host, Joshua Lane, was part of the Dr. Ann Wigmore team that helped bring wheatgrass, sprouts, and raw foods to a worldwide audience. And now the host of Here's to Your Health, Joshua Lane. Welcome to this edition of Here's to Your Health. I'm your host, Josh Lane. And as discussions of uh, COVID-19 continue, and it continues to be uh, the most important news story, these U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, uh, recommends masks for the general public. And if you're in an area with a high number of people with COVID-19, for example, in the hospital, and where there are new COVID-19 cases, the CDC recommends wearing a well-fitted mask indoors in public, whether or not you're vaccinated. And the CD, CDC, that's the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, says that you should wear the most protective mask possible, that you wear regularly, that it fits well, and that it is comfortable. And my guest is a regular contributor to the show. It's Bill Tabner with Bonafide Masks in Westchester, uh, New York, uh, part of the Ball Chain Manufacturing Organization. And they sell us excellent quality KN95 masks for the general public. Bill Tabner, welcome to Here's to Your Health. Hey, Josh, how are you? It's great to be with you again today. Thank you, Bill. Happy to have you on the show. And the discussion of, you know, prevention of COVID is on everyone's mind, and mask wearing seems to be, you know, very important in many areas now. And I know, because you've been a regular contributor to the show, that you sell the verified KN95 masks and that I believe you're the largest distributor of these KN95 masks in both the United States and Canada. Thank you, Josh. Um, we have, you know, as a matter of fact, Bonafide Masks, of which one is, uh, which is a part of that ball chain manufacturing family, which you mentioned earlier. Um, we own the exclusivity rights for uh, the Palcom KN95 line and also the Harley K95 uh, in the United States. So, and we distribute millions and millions of masks uh, throughout the United States and also Canada, as a matter of fact. And we actually ship all over the world. And uh, so our guest is Bill Taubner, who is the president of Bull Chain Manufacturing in Westchester, uh, New York. And uh, they've been manufacturing since 1930. And I'm always happy to mention that they manufacture the ball chain that all U.S. military personnel wear. Uh, so Bill manufactures, not the dog tags themselves, I guess, but the ball chain. Bill, do you manufacture the dog tags, too? We do not. So ah. it's the ball chains that we manufacture. Um, my great-grandfather and my grandfather together, collectively, um, started the company in their garage back in the uh, 1930s. Right. That's actually very impressive, really. It's, you know, a business, a uh, family-owned business that goes on for all these generations. It's really, it's a great thing. Now, the KN95 masks, what is the importance of these masks, and how do you recommend we use them? So, the KN95, like N95, they're considered respirator-type masks. And the respirator-type masks are more protective than the three-ply and also the cloth masks, especially over the cloth masks. Back in the latter part of 2021, I think it was December, the CDC has changed guidance and recommended that people use respirator-type masks, the KN95 and N95-type masks, as opposed to the cloth masks and also three-ply masks. And um, we're, I know we're going to talk about the testing machine. Hopefully later I was going to mention that. But the filtration efficiency that you see on KN95 and N95s are 95% and above particulate filtration efficiency. And even though, you know, three plies may have a filtration efficiency above 95%, they don't have the same seal or fit that um, an N95 or a K95 has. So you have leakage. The whole idea for the, the masks, uh, you're breathing um, inward and outward, is to have the, that high-grade filtration uh, uh, layer, filter layer, in there do the, you know, the heavy lifting. So you want your, you know, the breath that you're bringing in and also that's going out, going through that filter material. And if you notice, like on a three-ply mask, you'll have the leakage, you know, like around the nose and everything. So you won't have uh, that, that same seal that you have on an N95 or KN95 mask. And then you deal with the cloth masks and the filtration efficiency. We tested actually some of those on our new testing machine recently, and the filtration efficiency was 
running around 18% uh, for the cloth masks as opposed to 95% and above for the K95 masks. So, which is a significant difference, and I don't think many people realize that um, as far as the lack of protection that you have when you have a cloth mask. Yes, Bill, I, I think you're correct. I think people, I, by the way, didn't realize that the little cloth masks had such a poor uh, rate. It's just that 18%. So, again, the, the KN95 masks, which Bonafide Masks, mm-hmm. you know, recommends and, and sells throughout the United States and Canada, it works better because it's just much better fit. Is that really one, is that the main idea? That's, that's one of the main parts of it being uh, considered a respirator mask, yes. And the KN95 mask, that's approved for use, authorized use. So the U.S. military, is that what the U.S. military uses when they use a mask? So, so previously, back in the early days of the pandemic, um, the FDA had issued an emergency use authorization in the EUA for um, initially all the KN95 um, coming in from China or any KN95. They found out uh, quickly that this was you know, in 2020, that a lot of them were fake, a lot of them weren't meeting standards, um, and so what they did, they hit the brakes and revoked the initial or revised the EUA, and they only had initially, I think, 13 manufacturers on that EUA, and that EUA was authorizing the use of certain KN95, which included Calcom and Harley, two of which we have the exclusive distribution rights, to be used by healthcare professionals in healthcare settings when N95 masks were short in supply. So that EUA was specific for healthcare workers. But the important part of that is uh, for the Palcom and Harley is the fact that it speaks to the quality of those masks. Um, and that's, and us being the exclusive distributor form, the important part for us was to make sure that the public knew that we were bringing authentic masks that met standards and they can count on that. So. In uh, any industry, I believe that, in my mind at least, and I and uh, I believe this, that we have the strongest supply chain. We have the most transparent supply chain, and I want everyone to know that they can always cut count on us to do it the right way, because that's the only way we really know how. And I was brought up to do it. Right. No, that makes sense. People need to be able to trust that they are indeed buying a a genuine product. Our guest is Bill Taubner with Bonafide Masks out of Westchester, New York. Uh, a regular contributor to the show and discussing the important issues of you know protection during the time of COVID-19 and the importance of the masks that fit properly. Mm-hmm. Now, Bill, you mentioned earlier that some of the little inexpensive blue masks you see around, I guess they're called surgical masks. The three-ply disposal masks have a, there's a varying degree of uh, filtration efficiency as far as protection is concerned with them. Some of them have a very high level uh, filtration efficiency, and then there are other three-ply masks that have uh, much lower filtration efficiency. It really, it all is driven by the uh, quality of that filter layer that is in that three-ply mask. That's what really drives the filtration efficiency. And unless there's some sort of standard that that three-ply mask is being made to, you and or they're advertising or claiming, and hopefully they're uh, what they're stating is correct, that basically that you may not know what type of filter material is in there or what type of filtration efficiency. Some of the uh, three-ply masks are rated to, like, for example, an ASTM level three uh, rated three-ply mask. That has, and I believe it's 98% and above, filtration efficiency. Those, so those are, those are excellent in terms of filtration efficiency. All right. So the 18% that I was referring to earlier, that was specifically regarding to a cloth mask that we had tested. Now, at your facility in Westchester, mm-hmm. you... I believe you purchased uh, testing machines to determine the efficiency of the various masks. So are those in full use? Yes. So it it was one single testing machine. And the the cost of this testing machine, or the API testing machine, was very close to $100,000. So it was a significant investment for us. However, we made the choice to, to purchase this machine to supplement testing um, in-house, supplement the testing that we received from the manufacturer and also third parties. We wanted to have the ability um, to test the mask in our warehouse. So when we receive in shipments, we'll take, um, we'll take samples from the shipments and then test them to make sure they meet the standards, uh, the 95% and above standards. Um, running the business in a, in a responsible manner, I felt that that investment was 
necessary, and um, we again we also felt that it would help our customers understand that we're taking this very seriously, and we want to make sure that they're always getting that that meet meet those standards that are advertised. Yeah, that actually seems very important. You need to uh, know the quality of the product. So that's I'm, I'm yeah. sure people are happy to hear that you have the appropriate uh, testing machine to determine the efficiency of the masks that you are importing mm-hmm. and recommending. Now, as we go into the fall and winter, uh, what should we be doing as far as mask wearing to prevent potential surges? Well, yeah, that's a tough question. Um, you know, I have read certain reports, and it was a while ago where the White House uh, was expecting, it, you know, the uh, surges of COVID during the fall and the winter. And, you know, history is a uh, predictor um, of that. You know, you know, we have the flu season upcoming, people going to be indoors. We have the potential for new variants. Um, so you probably will see an increase in cases. Um, hopefully there's, you know, there's no significant surge. Um, but you know, as far as mass wearing indoors, um, it's a it's not a it's not a bad thing, especially when you're around a lot of people. Um, and I think people who are health compromised and have um, you know certain concerns and everything, you know, mass wearing is a is a good thing. So we're we're prepared for it. Our company over here, one of the things we learned during the last surge is that you can never have enough masks. Mm-hmm ready um so we've been investing uh a ton ton of money into inventory to have just in case again we never you know having making sure that we have enough inventory just in case there is a surge is important to us so we have i think we have probably close to 30 million masks now in our warehouse across the u.s so in case there is a surge so we want to make sure we're shipping within a day i think we're shipping now within 24 hours uh, one business day of all orders. So, and we're going to stay on that. We actually recently opened up a Canadian warehouse as well. So, people in Canada who are ordering from our company now, the, the mass are shipping from our Canadian warehouse. So, they're getting them faster, and we've already prepaid the duties on them, so they don't have to pay the duties. Mm. Our guest is Bill Taubner. He is the president of Ball Chain Manufacturing, and they have a division of Bonafide Masks, and they recommend for us and sell us the KN95 masks. And Bill, I understand that uh, Ball Chain Manufacturing, Bonafide Masks, has been donating masks to uh, charitable organizations. So what organizations, how do the organizations, uh, how do they apply for this kind of uh, masks? So as far as the donations, so we have a form that's on, that basically um, on our website. And the other thing they can do is they can simply email info at bonafidemasks.com. So again, that's info at bonafidemasks.com. In the subject line, just put um, donation requests. And then Christina from our office, who's our marketing head, will email back a request form. And we've, um, I think we have, we're shipping out in the middle of, you know, 300 plus uh, donations. We started shipping to uh, last week, as a matter of fact. One of the ones that uh, we shipped to, that name that I remember is Make a Wish Foundation. So we're happy to do that, and um, we're very happy to give back, and we're happy to give back the one million masks to keep, you know, the people that need them. Our guest is Bill Taubner with Bonafide Masks. Bill, masks. This, this might be, I don't want to sound, this is maybe sensitive, but members of Congress, as I understand it, are using your masks, and also, as I understand it, are members of the military are also using your masks. Is that, can you talk about that? Yeah, so we have, we basically, so, you know, we have, so many of our customers, we have tons of customers. Uh, some of the customers include uh, the Department of Justice, uh, some of them include some Senate and House offices um, and House of Representatives we sold to. So we have a lot of people um, throughout the United States, including the DOJ, uh, House and Senate offices that use our uh, masks, and we're happy to provide them to them. Yeah. Bonafide masks should be proud of that, that these influential people have decided these are the best masks to protect themselves. Bill, we have about a minute left. How can listeners of Here's to Your Health contact you directly to find out more about the uh, Bonafide masks, the KN95 masks you recommend? Um, the best way to do it is through our website, and that's at bonafidemasks.com, B 
C-O-N-A-F-I-D-E-M-A-S-K-S, it's plural, bonafidemasks.com. Best way to do it, um, you order directly there. And if anybody ever has any questions, they can certainly email me or the company. My personal email is bill at ballchain.com, that's B-I-L-L at ballchain.com, or info at bonafidemasks.com. And I always give out my cell number, and I'm happy to do so again. It's 914-720-3164. That's 914-720-3164. Well, thank you very much. Our guest has been Bill Tabner. Bill Tabner is the president of Bonafide Masks, and that is a division of Bull Chain Manufacturing. And they're in Westchester, New York, and they've been in business since 1938, and they manufacture all the ball chain that all U.S. military personnel use to support their dog tags. They have a great long history, and as Bill just mentioned, you know they're used by many of the governmental agencies, and they seem to be the largest supplier of the KN95 masks. And so I'm very happy that Bill Tabner is a regular contributor to the show. This is Josh Lane. We take a short break, and we'll be right back after these important messages. Aloe Life for beautiful skin. Locks in the moisture, plus contains a natural growth factor. Aloe Life is America's premium aloe vera brand, richest in the active ingredients you need to get the full benefit of aloe vera for healthier looking skin. More beautiful skin from Aloe Life. Naturally clear skin. Look for Aloe Life. Aloe Life Juice Concentrate and Skin Gel work together. Sold nationally at your favorite natural food store and pharmacy. And note, there's a big difference in aloe products. Friends, people ask me, why does Aloe Life Concentrate or tablets support body wellness? And I tell them what Aloe Life products do for my family. Everything from digestion to skin support and healthier energy too. Aloe Life for body wellness support. Go to AlloLife.com or call 1-800-414-ALLOE. Aloe Life, call 800-414-2563. Naturally clear skin, number one in aloe, Aloe Life. Medical scientists worldwide are encouraging people to eat more fish. Most American diets are low in cold water fish that are abundant in important omega-3 oils. DHA and EPA are the vital components of fish oil that provide healthy benefits. Not only are they crucial for brain and vision development, they're very important for cardiovascular health. Carlson, America's leading Norwegian fish oil brand, specializes in both great tasting soft gels that are easy to swallow and fish oil liquids that don't taste fishy. That's right. Carlson provides the most extensive line of fish oils to meet all your needs. You can take Carlson fish oils with confidence. For Carlson fish oils are tested for purity, potency, and freshness. Ask for Carlson Norwegian fish oils today. That's right. Ask for Carlson Norwegian fish oils today. Theory is a family-owned and operated supplement brand on a mission to inspire wellness in all. From farm to shelf, quality is at the heart of our products, made in Southern California. Try new U-Theory Daily Fat Burner for healthy weight management. U-Theory Turmeric to support healthy inflammation response. U-Theory Collagen for hair, skin, nails, tendons, and ligaments. And Ashwagandha to help reduce stress, boost overall well-being and clarity. U-Theory, made for all of you. Welcome to this edition of Here's to Your Health. I'm your host, Josh Lane. We all love to travel, and uh, we like to travel with our kids, although sometimes that can be challenging. And my guest is Dawn Barkley. Dawn is a travel writer, and she has a book that I've never seen anyone else cover this topic. It's an important topic, as it turns out. It's The book is called uh, Traveling Different, Vacation Strategies for Parents of the Anxious, the Inflexible, and the Neurodiverse, published by uh, Roman and Littlefield, which seems to have a string of interesting books uh, out of its publishing house recently. Uh, Dawn, welcome to Here's to Your Health. Thanks so much for having me. Very happy to have you on. So uh, you have that famous last name, Barclay, and that's certainly known for travel. So are you part of that distinguished family? No, if I was... I speaking to you from Tahiti. That's right. You certainly would. That's right. That's right. Tahiti would be very lovely. So you have always been a travel writer. Am I, is that correct? I have for the last 
34 years on and off, yes, I've written for four major travel trade publications. And so you obviously uh, have been around many places and you enjoy traveling and you can see the fun and also uh, some of the difficulties of traveling. What prompted you to write this new book called Traveling Different? Well, what I can say is back in the early 2000s when I needed this book, it did not exist. So I started doing interviews to try to write it. I spoke to some very prominent mental health professionals, such as Dr. Tony Atwood, who's very big in um, autism circles. I spoke to Dr. Ellen Littman, who's very big in ADHD circles. And then I kind of hit a wall because the information wasn't out there. And I came back to the book in 2019 when a group called IBCCES started a program called the... um, certified autism travel professional program because then I knew exactly how I could write this book. And those people have dedicated themselves to learning everything they can about helping this very specific population. Right. Yeah, no, it, it's, a, it's really an important topic because it just seems to me now that I think I read recently that 50% of American children have some chronic health condition, which is quite remarkable and really a new phenomena. So the, the the function of this show is not to determine the origin of why so many children are sick, but how can we help the children? Now, when you travel with children, you know, a lot of people like to have, if we can talk about pets, people enjoy having pets, children enjoy having pets, seems to be a good thing. And there's been a lot of change recently about pets because yeah, I guess it was abused on the airlines and it might even have been amusing or something, but not fun when people had monkeys and whatever, you know, on an airline. So what's happening with that now? Well, that has definitely been um, limited, and people have to bring what is considered a service dog, uh, not an emotional support animal. What they did was clamp down on the emotional support animals because people were bringing pigs and peacocks and everything you could imagine, And it's much more difficult now. You have to have the animal actually certified as a a service animal. I I do write about that in the book, but it is a, a smaller section. And now let's talk about, you know, traveling with the kids and the kids for some reason just... They're not happy and they're somewhat agitated, So, which is really a, you know... Uh, a, a serious problem, really. So so how, what do you recommend that we do when our children are just, you know, not behaving as we would like them to behave? Well, I would say first that this book can help neurotypical children and families as well, meaning families that are, do not fall on the spectrum. Any family can benefit from it. And a lot of it, I would say 85% of the book is strategies of how not to get to that point, to not have what I, you might call a tantrum, but what people in the know would call a sensory meltdown because there's too much coming in, too much sensory input coming in that can't be processed. And this affects so many children on and off of the spectrum. So the the, uh, options are to really start small. And I do go into a lot of that in the book, whether it is uh, having the children read picture books with their favorite characters in travel situations or role-playing travel uh, situations or viewing videos that uh, would show the child every part of the vacation ahead of time so nothing's familiar, so nothing's unfamiliar because children crave routine and predictability and travel is everything but. So you want to create some predictability and give the child some um, not only ownership but control and, and knowledge is control. And also mini experiences. So before you take, a, you know, a 10-day cruise, maybe you take a ferry ride. Or before you spend thousands on a hotel stay, maybe spend a night at the home of a friend or relative so you can actually see how the child's going to react to a bedroom that's not their own and what the triggers are going to be so you're able to prevent them, you know, plan for them ahead of time and hopefully prevent them. Well, that sounds like very good information. Our, our guest is Dawn Barkley. And Dawn is the author of a book that covers a topic that no one else has covered it, as far as I know. The book is called Traveling Different, Vacation Strategies for Parents of the Anxious, the Inflexible, and the Neurodiverse, recently just published by Roman and Littlefield, which seems to be a good publishing house. Dawn, you know, you're, you're telling us, but now some of these problems with children 
when we're traveling, I mean, these are kind of serious problems because, you know, they can be very upsetting to the child, but also to the mom and dad, you know, taking care of the children. Uh, so what are some of the ways, now you just mentioned preparation in advance, that seems like a good idea, and obviously a very smart idea. What are the, some basic ideas that people probably haven't thought of? Well, what they haven't thought of, um, I found that a lot of parents actually have been pretty resourceful. It just hasn't been documented, so I did try to document it. Um, your go-to bag is a very important bag that you bring with you everywhere. And not only does it have the medicines that you never want to pack, uh, you want to bring with you at all times, but also fidget toys, uh, noise-canceling headphones. You want electronics filled with your child's favorite television and uh, shows and movies so that there's something distractible for them, uh, their favorite snack, non-perishable snack, uh, maybe a change of clothes, which would have come in handy for me when I was vomited all over on a flight coming mm -hmm. back from the Caribbean, um, crayons, anything that can keep them busy. Uh, and you also want to bring sunglasses, even for amusement parks at night, because of the bright flashing lights that can be somewhat distracting. Um, things people haven't thought of, uh, one mother that I spoke to, because the, the book is about 100 different interviews with parents and, and autism travel professionals and uh, experts, uh, one mom would bring a blow-up pool with her whenever she traveled because the hotel might not have a bathtub and her children could only take baths. They wouldn't take showers, so she would just bring this inflatable little mini pool and she would turn any bathroom into a, um, a bathtub rather than a shower. Uh, some parents choose to sew a GPS uh, into their children's clothing in case their children have tried to run away. I thought that's a very good idea. Alternately, some parents write their name and their phone number on the child's arm and cover it with a liquid bandage so it doesn't sweat or ra get rained off. Uh, and that's not a bad idea either. So there were a lot of these little tips you might not have thought about that I tried to put in so that I, I tried to make this a checklist so before you travel, every single aspect was covered, whether it was how you're getting there, where you were staying, or what you were going to do when you got there. Yes. No, and, and really, you know, the book really offers all these practical information. And, and also in the book, you know, you did mention how you're wearing a nice blouse and your, your child threw up on you and you, <laughs> you, 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 yeah, and you put a sweater over it. Now, that sounds funny yeah. now, a little bit funny, but really, I'm sure at the time it wasn't funny at all. It was like probably very stressful for, the, for yourself and for the child and for the people sitting around you who are thinking, gee, we just want to get, we want to go to our vacation spot or come home from business or whatever we're doing. And we don't want to smell vomit sitting next to us. And so... How did you handle that? Did you speak to the people around you, say, I'm very sorry this happened? Was, was, was it, were the airline people nice to you? I mean, because that, that really seems like could have been pretty traumatic. Um, did put the sweater. I was laughing only because it's the most famous vomit ever. I've told that story so many times. Um, yeah, I believe the woman next to me asked to be reassigned to another seat. Uh, I put a sweater over the blouse that was ruined. And what happens, because my, my other child sitting across the aisle with my husband started screaming because uh, her ears were uh, clogged, you know, and she wasn't able to pop them, so she was having a lot of pain. So my husband took the, um, the bar bags from the, uh, the seat front in front of him and crayons and created bar bag theater and got my kids really involved in watching his theatrical production because he's very good with voiceover. And so what I have found is humor tends to get you through a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it certainly could. And, and that one, when you tell the story, it you know has a happy ending. But I'm sure it was probably very stressful because you think, oh boy, my, my kid just threw up on me. Because I don't think anyone really, <laughs> I'm sure moms and dads occasionally get thrown up on and they think, oh, this is not great. But, but really, it isn't funny at the time. Later on, it might be an amusing story. But at the time, it just seems... It's upsetting. The whole, it's just very upsetting. So sometimes when the children aren't well, it can be very upsetting. Now, can we talk about, now you mentioned, you know, problems with the gluten intolerance or dairy intolerance. Uh, do you pay attention to the food thing? Do, do the parents pay attention to the food thing for the kids? Um, I never discussed in, food intolerances in the book, but uh, I think it is important to note and, and parents know of their child's issues with different foods. Um, if they have children with special needs, they are well aware. 
uh, and what they want to avoid doing is coming into town without having done any preparation. Uh, you should know where the restaurants are that will serve the food that your children want to eat. You should make sure, if you can, that your accommodation has a kitchen, whether it's a hotel or a vacation rental, because that will save you from having to go to restaurants three times a day. Uh, which is always stressful with the waiting time and the children who do not want to be strapped into their children's seat, you know, their, their child's seat. Um, I would say at least spare yourself breakfast and lunch if you can. Uh, and a kitchen comes in really handy. Uh, and I would also say if you go to a buffet and they don't have the food your child wants, keep in mind that if they have bread on one section and cheese on another, you can always go to the chef and say, can you make me a grilled cheese sandwich? Some parents also travel with their own uh, non-perishable foods. And it's always a good idea to, if you've got a vacation room, to make sure you're near um, a food store, you know, a grocery store that carries what you need. And thank goodness for the Internet, you can do all this research in advance. Right, and the research is important. I'm happy to say our guest is Dawn Barkley, and Dawn is the author of a book called uh, Traveling Different. And the Traveling Different is... Uh, the uh, the publishing house is Roman and Littlefield, which surprisingly they have a lot of very good books out recently. I've had a lot of their authors on uh, traveling different. It's vacation strategies for parents of the anxious, the inflexible, and the neurodiverse. And the anxious. Uh, so, how do you define that in your book, the anxious child? Um, well, you know, a lot of these invisible disabilities manifest themselves in different ways. So. Uh, if your child has ADHD or uh, bipolar disorder or is on the spectrum, they may be anxious. But I would say that any child taken out of their comfort zone becomes anxious, as, mm, as any right. of us would when right. we don't know what's going to happen right. and we're walking into the unknown. So a child is going to be tentative about, you know, if you spring a vacation on a child, don't expect them to say, oh, yeah, that sounds great, when really they're probably nervous and it might manifest itself in their lack of sleep or their um, fidgeting or however else they express themselves. It might be with a sensory meltdown, which can look like a tantrum, but it's really just them trying to deal with something they don't quite understand. So it's a really good idea to create a child-centric vacation, and you do that by previewing every aspect of the uh, trip for the child and uh, getting some buy-in. So what you might do is research maybe two or three possible vacation spots, and maybe you've worked with you know, a special needs travel uh, organizer, and so you know that's going to work for you. And then you let the child pick because there's no wrong answer. Uh, right. They have, it's all been vetted by you, but they feel like they've gotten some, you know, control because they've picked. You can also give them the option to pick what they're going to do every day uh, from a list that you've vetted and you've pre-approved. Um, and that way they've got a vested interest in the success of the trip. It can't be bad. I also recommend if your child has special interests, there are thousands of special interest museums around the country and truly around the world, that can feed into those interests. And I do list in the book a number of special interests and where you can travel state by state to um, fuel, your, fuel your child's passion for that interest. That sounds very good. Our guest has been Dawn Barkley, author of a book called Traveling Different, Vacation Strategies for Parents of the Anxious, the Inflexible, and the Neurodiverse published by uh, Roman Littlefield. And Traveling Different is actually uh, very helpful. It's a very helpful book, and it's very timely. And it's a subject that really isn't discussed, but it's an important subject. This is Josh Lane. You're listening to Here's to Your Health. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after these important messages. Aloe Life for beautiful skin locks in the moisture plus contains a natural growth factor. Aloe Life is America's premium aloe vera brand richest in the active ingredients you need to get the full benefit of aloe vera for healthier looking skin more beautiful skin from aloe life naturally clear skin look for aloe life aloe life juice concentrate and skin gel work together sold nationally at your favorite natural food store and pharmacy and note there's a big difference in aloe products friends people ask me why does aloe life concentrate or tablets support body wellness and I tell them what Aloe Life products do for my family. Everything from digestion to skin support and healthier energy, too. 
Owl Life for Body Wellness Support. Go to owllife.com or call 1-800-414-ALLO. Owl Life, call 800-414-2563. Naturally clear skin, number one in aloe. Owl Life. U-Theory is a family-owned and operated supplement brand on a mission to inspire wellness in all. From farm to shelf, quality is at the heart of our products, made in Southern California. Try new U-Theory Daily Fat Burner for healthy weight management. U-Theory Turmeric to support healthy inflammation response. U-Theory Collagen for hair, skin, nails, tendons, and ligaments. And Ashwagandha to help reduce stress, boost overall well-being and clarity. U-Theory, made for all of you. Welcome to this edition of Here's to Your Health. I'm your host, Josh Lane. And uh, as we're uh, coming into September now, and it's the uh, peak hurricane season, the question we have, we want to be prepared, and how can we get prepared? And the question is, what can we as homeowners do to prepare for the hurricane season, and also why it's important to contact your insurer to make sure you're covered? Now, none of us really like to talk about insurance, but we know we need insurance, and that's why, as adults, we have insurance. And so my guest today is Michael Richmond Crum, and Michael is the Director of Personal Lines and the Council at American Property Casualty Insurance Association, the APCIA. And uh, now the Atlantic hurricane season starts in June, June 1st, runs through November 30th. So it's important that we pay attention. Uh, Michael Richmond Crum, welcome to Here's to Your Health. Yes, thanks for having me on. No, happy to have you on. Now, you know, discussions of preparedness are something people, sometimes people say, oh, we don't want to really think about that. But it's better when we think about it because if something is important, something happens that's, you know, we need to be covered, uh, we are covered. So what is it that we as homeowners should understand about uh, the hurricane season? Well, the first thing you need to understand is that we're hitting the peak of it, right? We've got that peak session, the season that you mentioned, uh, you know, basically late August through September, and that's the time when we're going to see the most activity. We're already starting to see, well, we're seeing some warming of the central Atlantic now, and we're seeing some storms forming or developing, so we want to keep an eye out for that. But then you want to make sure that you've got a, you know, you're prepared in advance on a couple of levels. One is you know, physical protection of your house. You want to make sure that, that you're, you've got sort of those Boxes checked and bases covered. You want to sort of adopt a few low-cost preparations. You want to take a walk around your house, see what's sort of loose and could potentially become a hazard during a high wind environment. If you've got a generator, you want to take that out. You want to spark it up, see if it's working properly, get some gas for it. If you've got, you know, you've got some outdoor windows that you want, you're a little concerned about, take a look at them. Maybe give them a a caulking and, and make sure that they're properly sealed up. Uh, you also probably want to inspect your roof, make sure that it's in good condition, clean out the gutters and drains, and, you know, really just take care of anything around the, the physical space. In the insurance space, you want to make sure you've got your documentation ready and set to go with the worst happens. Well, that all seems very prudent. Our, our guest is Michael Richmond Crum, and Michael is the Director of Personal Lines and the Counsel at American Property Casualty Insurance Association. And we're talking about, you know, preparing for the hurricane season and the Atlantic hurricane season really kind of peaking, you know, in August and September. So it's, it's a good time to pay attention. Now, uh, the idea of coverage, the insurance coverage that we have. So I guess really that, frankly, on a regular basis, we should kind of review our coverage because, you know, things do change. Now, in Florida, didn't recently a large insurance company just decide to pull out of the Florida market? You know, unfortunately, we've seen a lot of change in the insurance market in Florida over the last couple of years. We've seen a couple of uh, companies pull out. We've seen a couple of companies go under. You know, it's, it's a bit of a difficult dynamic for a lot of the companies, and there's a lot of risk. I mean, I think if you think back over the last five years, we've seen a lot of major storms come through the state of Florida, and there's been this sort of reassessment of the amount of risk, and, and companies have sort of looked at the situations, made up some decisions for themselves. But, you know, it, we've seen a lot of storms. We've seen the landscape of the weather and climate around us changing, and it's really, you know, we're in a new environment, and it's, it's changing markets. It's changing the, the environment we live in. You know, we've, we've seen more billion-dollar storms in the last 10 years by far than we've seen in all the 50 years before that. And that's not a coincidence. We're seeing a lot more energy in the ocean, creating bigger 
storms. We're seeing drier weather out west, leading to wildfires. You know, things have really changed, and we need to adapt to with those changing environmental conditions. Yes, yes, I, I think so. Our guest is Michael Richmond Crum, and we're chatting about you know, being prepared for the hurricane season. And here's one thing that I think a lot of uh, people, homeowners, don't really think about. You know, they get a nice insurance policy, they're covered, they're happy with their company, and then they don't really kind of think that, well, there's been so many storms recently that, you know, the cost of building materials has gone up, the cost of labor has gone up, you know, everything has gone up. So they need to then review their insurance policy because the policy that was perfectly adequate, say, two years ago, is no longer adequate. Are people being caught by surprise by that? Yeah, very much so. You don't want to find out that you're underinsured, you know, the day after a hurricane. That's the worst possible time, right? So you want to take out that policy and you want to take a look at it. You know, this is a great time to do it. Basically, you know, as soon as you think of it, take care of it. You ideally want to do it at the start of hurricane season. But, you know, no time like the present, right? But you, you mentioned inflation and supply chain issues, and we're definitely seeing that. You know, the cost of labor goes up, has gone up substantially. Construction material, too, has seen gone up because of major events like hurricanes and wildfires. And so you've got to take that into consideration when you're trying to figure out how much coverage you really need. And you want to sit down with an agent or, your, you know, give your insurance company a call and, and get a real, you know, frank assessment of, of where you are. Additionally, we've also seen housing values increase. And you want to make sure that the policy is reflecting that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's great that the value of your house has gone up substantially over the last couple of years, but you want to make sure that that additional, you know, value is still covered. Right. No, yeah, I mean, you know, frankly, you know, you have a home, you have a business, you know, your car, you're, you're insuring your, your, your health, your, your life. You know, I mean, these are all important issues, although I think the average person really really doesn't really like to talk about insurance. They always make insurance guy jokes because it seems like a very dry subject. But, of course, we need insurance, and that's why we buy insurance. You know, none of us would spend a dime on it if we, if we didn't think we needed it. Uh, now, when you create a home inventory, uh, it, can that be done with your, with your camera, or do you, does that, does that, should that be written? Yeah, so I, you want to reach out to your insurance company and get their in directive on that, maybe talk to your agent as well. Um, it's possible that you can even take photographs, you know, Take photographs, they're easy to do. There's no downside to having that information available to you. Um, some policies are going to require an inventory. You're going to want to write things down, particularly if you're dealing with sort of those high-end items of personal property, say you've got an art collection or say you're an avid fisherman and you've got some really expensive reels and things like that. You want to sort of write that down and give some, some valuation to that, maybe receipts or, you know, maybe an appraisal, something along those lines. Uh, this often comes up in jewelry. You know, some people have very valuable jewelry collections, and you want to make sure that if there's a limitation on your homeowner's policy for personal property that and your personal property eclipses that limitation, you want to go out and make sure that you've got the coverage, the additional coverage that you're going to need. I have, our guest is uh, uh, Michael Richmond Crum, and Michael is the uh, Director of Personal Lines and Counsel at American Property Casualty Insurance Association. And we're talking about protecting ourselves in the hurricane season, which, you know, uh, we need to do. I lived in Florida, and I went through Hurricane Andrew, and I remember that was no joke. That was actually very frightening. Never been to anything quite like that. And really, it was really had a big impact on uh, Coconut Grove and Coral Gables. And I remember seeing yachts. Uh, in Peacock Park in Coconut Grove, those of you who know Coconut Grove, big yachts, and I'm talking big yachts, four of them, a year later they were still in the park because they hadn't, you know, hadn't, I guess the cases hadn't been resolved. So, you know, hurricanes are a big deal. You ever been to a hurricane once, you think, whoa, this is, this is a big deal, so you don't want to slough it off. Now, what can I do uh, that's inexpensive to protect myself against hurricanes? Yeah, sure. Um, one of the best things you can really do, and I think I've sort of already mentioned it, is, you know, take that walk around your house, look at what the situation is. You know, if you've got that loose furniture or maybe you got a dog house out back or something like that, you know, take, take an inventory of that and, and bring it in. You, know, you, you want to know how long it's going to take you to bring it inside when disaster strikes. I mean, I think you mentioned it really well. You know, you, you said you, know, you don't know when it's going to happen and you don't know how fast it's going to happen. And so you want to be able to make sure that you can bring those things in and take care of it quickly because, you know, when disaster actually strikes, it's difficult to anticipate that. You want that muscle memory ready to go and to respond. Additionally, you know, take a look at the trees around your house. Maybe maybe they need to trim 
maybe you just take a little time to cut back on some of those branches, make sure the wind's not catching them as, as well. Um, you know, again, that generator could be a really important investment for you and your family. It could be a lifesaver, really. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. in warmer climates, with the power out, heat can really be a, a, a genuine health concern in places like Florida, Louisiana, and Texas. Right. Michael, how can listeners of Here's to Your Health contact you directly to find out more about the, the prudent actions they, they should be taking? Well, I work for the American Property Casualty Insurance Association. So, I mean, you can look us up online, but I want to refer you, really, to the Insurance Institute of Business and Home Safety. They're sort of a, a parallel organization that works on the scientific end of these questions, and they do a really great job of laying out a series of steps of preventive measures and really, really good information. And you can find them at disastersafety.org slash hurricane ready. Again, they've got, you know, those basic steps that we've talked about in terms of, you know, doing the simple stuff, but they've also got that second and third tier. If you're looking at, you know, anchoring the roof or, you know, your garage door, you know, taking those extra steps to make sure that house is really ready for that big storm. Right. You know, I will say this. I think most Americans recognize that the insurance industry really has thought about risk and uh, so they can, kind of, they really can predict, uh, you know, what's going to happen, what things will cost. And so people respect the insurance companies. First of all, we need them, but also we respect that they do seem to have a great level of accuracy in determining risk. And I guess they've got to be right on that because if they call it wrong, then they pay out a lot of money and they lose money. So the insurance guys are powerful. Now, what about when it, we do have terrible storms, how does most of the damage occur in our homes? Well, you know, I mean, it depends on the individual circumstances. You know, when you're dealing with a hurricane, you really want to look at that wind situation. You want to make sure that you, you know, and the major damage situation that you're confronting is your roof, right? You know, if it, if the roof comes loose, that's going to be a basic total loss situation. Also, you can just suffer some significant sort of and significant damage to the roof while it still stays on. But then you, you know, you got to remember it's a full storm. So if you've got damage to your roof and it's raining hard, you're going to get some water leakage into your house. Um, the roof doesn't have to come off of that. You can get some, you know, really heavy water damage that comes through, you know, pokes into that drywall, you know, then the mold sets in. You really kind of got to worry about that. So that's the wind side. The other end of the equation is flooding. You know, hurricanes bring with them often tidal surges or storm surges. Sorry, that's the more accurate way of describing them. And you want to be aware of that. Um, so one of the things you want to consider is that, you know, flood insurance is a separate product from your standard homeowner's insurance policy. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're worried about that, look into the look into the flood policy. Make sure you got that coverage. Right. Yeah, no, these things, you know, talking about insurance again, I always make little jokes because, you know, insurance is a dry subject, but man, we need insurance, and that's why we have insurance. Uh, our guest is Michael Richmond Crum, and Michael is the Director of Personal Lines and the Counsel at American Property Casualty Insurance Association, the APCIA. And we're talking about uh, peak hurricane season and how to get prepared and what we can do and why it's important to contact your insurer to make sure you're covered. Uh, uh, Michael, we have about a minute left. So I, as I understand in preparation for the interview, that in your opinion, based on your studies, that only 30% of insured homeowners have purchased, have enough insurance uh, because of increased costs. So do we need to review our policy literally every year? No, it's a good idea to do it every year. Um, but I would definitely, if it's been a couple of years, definitely take it out and take a look. Yeah, we you know we recently did a Harris poll that showed about thirty percent of how you know insured homeowners haven't purchased more insurance to cover those increased costs for you know higher price materials, higher price labor, valuation changes. So you really want to take an opportunity to do that, and you know no time like the present, right? Especially since we're right smack dab in the middle of peak hurricane season. Right. Right. Our guest has been Michael Richmond Crum, and Michael is the Director of Personal Lines and Counsel at American Property Casualty Insurance Association, the APCIA. And we're talking now about, you know, it's September now, and we're in peak hurricane season, and it's good to be prepared. And we're discussing ways that we homeowners can prepare for hurricane season and why it's important to contact your insurer to make sure you're covered. This is Josh Lane. You're listening to Here's to Your Health. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after these important messages.
Medical scientists worldwide are encouraging people to eat more fish. And most American diets are low in important omega-3 oils. Omega-3 oils are the vital components of fish that provide numerous health benefits. Carlson Elite Omega-3 Gems supply concentrated amounts of these omega-3 oils that are needed to support vision, brain function, and a healthy heart. Each great-tasting Carlson Elite Omega-3 Gem Soft Gel contains 1,250 milligrams of fish oil from deep cold water fish. That supplies a full 800 milligrams of omega-3s, all in only one easy-to-swallow soft gel. You can take Carlson fish oils with confidence, for they are tested for purity, potency, and freshness by an independent FDA-registered laboratory. Ask for Carlson Elite Omega-3 Gems at your favorite natural food retailer today. The latest from the greatest, the best in new music by classic rockers, with your host, the insane Daryl Wayne. This is Alice Cooper, and if Daryl Wayne is insane, what does that make me criminally insane? Stick around to find out. Many of the artist interviews for the latest from the greatest have been captured on audiobook. There is a volume one and volume two. Great information and conversations with people in the industry and people surrounded by the industry, and of course, the rock stars themselves. I'm the Reverend Al Green, and you're listening to the insane Daryl Wayne. And I said, Wayne Insane. You can find it on Amazon or Blackstone Audio. Search for the latest from the greatest from Daryl Wayne, D-A-R-R-E-L-L-W-A-Y-N-E. Hello, this is Weird Al Yankovic, and you're listening to the insane Daryl Wayne, aren't you? <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Here's to Your Health with Joshua Lane. If you have any questions about the guests or topics discussed tonight, please give us a call at 818-707-0005. That number is 818-707-0005. This is Josh Lane. On behalf of the cast and crew... I would like to wish you a healthy and safe good evening.